0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Comedy Anatomy.
1: I'm Masavia Greer.
0: I'm Mike George. And today we have another amazing comic, the very talented Russman Eve.
1: Russ has performed on The Tonight Show and Conan O'Brien. He's also on The Last Comic Standing, a writer for Comedy Central Presents, and just a really smart and talented guy.
0: Yep. Now, please enjoy our conversation with Russman Eve. A lot of what we're doing is, uh, you know, trying to understand uh, And you, Russ, better, how you work, you know, what you wanted out of comedy when you started. I mean, like, clearly you were a, you were an accountant before, right? Yeah,
2: that's right. Um, you know, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I was in college. I was majoring in accounting because I just didn't know what to major in. Uh, got out, started working at a big firm uh, at a college, immediately hated it, and just said to myself, you know, people like they talk about the big career shift or change in life shift that they have. And they kind of, they don't give it the, the drama that it deserves because like, they're like, yeah, I thought I was passionate and I thought I'd try to like, you have such a, I'd rather die than have it go down like this moment. And I, that's mm-hmm. what I felt. I was like, I hate this so much. I really love standup comedy and I'm just going to go for it. But it was very difficult because I had to, you know, I had to sell everything, move to the city and Mo knows what it's like. It's like, years of just open mics and terrible stage yeah. time the fact that you can even emerge out of that with any semblance of an act is incredible sure. that's that alone is, is
1: incredible it's true yes. yeah
2: you really right. you know what it is you're so bad in the beginning and it goes on for so long how bad you are you just have to go <laughs> so badly you have to want it so badly and that's the only way it's going to happen because right. you get every every message from the universe is stop
0: <laughs> yeah, right. But you know what? Let me ask you this: Do you ever look back and go, you know, you know what? Maybe I should have. Not maybe I should have stayed, but it's a much simpler life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's you could like yeah. you could have been an accountant. You could have done this. It it, it would have been maybe not uh, fun. <laughs> maybe it wouldn't have been uh, you know something that's very inspiring and boring, but safe. The closest
2: cool that I come to moments like that is like when people when new comedians ask me about starting and getting into comedy. My real advice is to have a plan B. There's nothing wrong with with having a plan B while you're doing it. There's enough hours in the day, you're young, and and you have something to fall back on if it doesn't pan out, because it would be so much better for the whole business. Because even starting the coalition, and I see comedians today, and the desperation, it would take the desperation out of the community, where these gatekeepers are so empowered by these desperate comics. Mm
1: -hmm. And I think
2: it's great if they had a plan B, because in five to seven years, you're gonna really see what you're gonna get. I really believe that. This is right. my opinion. Within five to seven years, you're gonna get cues, whether you're good at uh, auditions, getting acting work, getting commercials. You're, like I got into the clubs right away. I was good at stand-up And then auditioning for movies, I never got any of that. I got pilots and stuff, but it was around my standup. But I, so in, the, in those five to seven years, you're gonna get cues on how it's gonna pan out. Like Kevin Hart, boom, right away off, to, right. usher to the front, gone. And there's a lot of guys like that. Amy Schubert, Do you think it
1: was a part of his aggressiveness, though,
2: maybe? No, I think he just had it. I knew, this is like 2001, I think, we did uh the Montreal Comedy Festival together. Mm-hmm. Sure. And he was, they were on him immediately. Right mm-hmm. away, they loved him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know what Kevin has, too, which is just, it's either innate or it's a skill you develop is, what you just said which is acting because yeah. so many times it's like oh my god and they love your energy and they love what you're saying and they love your charisma and they but then you get in front of the you get the written page yeah and yeah, you just, and go oh <laughs> oh you can't and Kevin can act right yeah. and I think Amy can act you know if you look at train wreck I you
2: know, went to 3 I had 3 years of acting uh, school and I could do it it's just I didn't have that it thing I'm telling you I don't know how to describe it or what it is some guys go in and they just start landing parts. Right. And that's it. And, and, and I really believe that you're going to get those messages from the universe of what you're going to that's get. pretty
1: quickly. Well, do brutal. you remember uh, Jay Moore, though? He did so many pilots and they didn't work, right? They didn't work. But, but he was, again, landing acting shit immediately.
2: SNL, yeah. Jerry Maguire, all yeah. this stuff. Yeah. So you're going to find out in that five to seven time frame which way it's, the trajectory is going, I think.
0: Yeah, Right. right. Yeah, a lot of it too is, uh, you know, where you're. I mean, acting's a funny thing because it's not really stand up. Like, just because you can do stand up doesn't mean right. it's this thing where we've decided if you're a stand up, you're an actor too. And it's like they're not the same. They're different, and, Totally yeah. different thing. And it's it's unfortunate that the sign, not anymore, I feel like it's changed, but the sign of a successful stand up is are they in a movie? Are well, they. Well, no, that's
1: not true. And, I, and that's where I, I changed my in my opinion and you difference between great stand ups, right?
0: Yeah, two different
1: Yeah, great stand-ups and then you have the movie star, blah, 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 blah. You have the guy I mean, I there's two different categories. those are two different categories. Absolutely.
0: I mean more like the Hollywood perception. Mm-hmm. And stand up by itself was sort of uh often for for Hollywood we're saying Hollywood, not mm-hmm. necessarily enough. You know what I mean? It was being mm-hmm. a stand up. I'm a stand up. It's like, well, go do that then. And that's was, so everyone wanted that thing. Well, the money
2: was, and notoriety is from the movies, right? Right. But, you know, I always felt that these actors should be trying to be stand-ups because I, I always put stand-up up. It's such a harder, yeah. more difficult thing by yeah. far. Yes. By far. And why that panned out on the food chain is just the way it is.
0: Yeah. And that's changing, I think, though. I mean, I don't know if you agree, but I feel like now, I mean, it's, it's, you know, far and few between, but you can be a stand-up. I mean, I don't feel like at like, say, Chappelle, like, he doesn't have to act in anything. Right. Um, well, his,
1: his, but Dave's intention was to be a great stand-up, right? I mean, he'll, he'll tell you whether he got the movies or not. Yeah. But, really you know,
2: another great example yeah. of what I'm saying, I mean, right away, dude, Chappelle stood out immediately. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. his stand-up, like, both, immediately, dude. It was right. like, whoa, who, who would is this
0: guy right? Right. Well, let's take it back then, because this is actually good. Because I know you guys uh, both know Dave so very, very well. So, when when did you guys first meet? What? How did you guys, you two, Mo and Russ? How did you guys meet?
2: Oh, you
1: want
2: to take it, or you
1: want me? To, oh, I hey, mean, hey man. Right? I mean, just the Boston Comedy Club. Yeah, I mean, I saw Russ uh, start, in a sense, you know, or at the beginning of his process, and what I saw was. A uh, young, you know, good-looking guy coming in, like, uh, you know, being a stud, you know, um, <laughs> but then what I saw is a guy developing constantly, right? And 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 so there was a time when he was with—I would call it woodshedding in music because I, I studied some music, but you know, it's like the beginning of your sort of process. And then when I, I, I uh, when I went away from the Boston for a couple of years, I came back and I saw Russ, and I was like, holy shit, man. Like, you can see the pro, like you, I just, that's one thing I loved about standup is you can see guys develop. Some guys stay the same. I've yep. seen guys have the same act for fucking five, yeah. six, seven, eight years. But I saw this just this guy just become like this monster, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, holy shit, you know? And that that's exciting to me to watch, you know? Yeah. And so, and by the way, that's the how yeah. not to
0: cut you off, but that is how he talks about you before. We I,
2: that's, oh my God, what a lovely call this is. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he was talking about
0: you. He was going on. He's like, you don't understand how good this
1: guy is.
2: Oh, that's one. Thank you so much. Made my day. Thank you. No, and, no,
1: it's sincere. That's why, that's why I wanted to do this interview because it's, you know, it's like, uh, to me, uh, I had the the opportunity to work around and see all these fre- like amazing guys just develop and it's it's like wow. so Jeez. you know and uh
2: that's that you worked for, Barry I, Mets,
1: did you worked for Barry? I did i did yeah uh, I'm for- yeah yeah i did
0: we can always edit things out if it needs to be edited out you know. <laughs> So, so we kind of jumped the unforgettable. <laughs> unforgettable, unforgettable <laughs> moment. So, uh, and we're jumping around a bit. So, uh, a lot, which is okay. This is a, this is good. But, so you're at Pricewaterhouse. You're yeah. how old? How old? Twenty? What? I mean, you're
2: twenty-three. I started working there. Right? Oh, you were
0: really young, twenty-three. Okay, and so I had
2: the offer in college, and then I went to work for them immediately after.
0: And how many years of that? Was it even a year? So
2: three years of that. Three
0: years. Okay, so you did it for a while. Two years of yeah, Which three years of an account, yeah. Did that help you in any way, in the sense of understanding? Like, you're seeing well, numbers. You know numbers.
2: There, yeah, well, it certainly helped me financially, no doubt about it. In planning and knowing about money and things like that. But it's a def- very different. It's a separate thing from comedy itself. Right. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it has helped my life absolutely.
1: Being creative, though, meaning on the creative side, committed no. to, yeah. Zero. I don't think it. you know. <laughs>
0: Hold on. I just want to get this, make sure. Are you yeah. saying being an accountant was not beneficial to, to your creativity? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Only, only, I guess, in the same way being locked in prison. and <laughs> Right. <Are> you, just <laughs> saying, you know what, man? Here's what's so lucky, though, in a way. You were young. Because yeah. I, I did stand up. I did Just for Laughs a couple times. I did in the 90s. I was really young and I went for myself kind of the other way where I did it for a long time. I started at 19, toured the whole nine and then I realized like, I kind of saw me driving a, you know, an old Chevy Impala from town to town (laughs) and that was going to be my life. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't stick with it. I realized it's a fine gig and it's fun at times but it's not for me. And I
2: want to say the fear was equally, equal to yours. No doubt about it. Oh yeah. Many nights coming home from the cellar, I'd get the worst spot, like one thirty in the morning, whatever it was, and I would bomb so badly, and I'd be on that subway waiting for that train. Like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Right. Uh, but you just, you know what it is? You just want it so badly that it just overcomes it, and, and that's the best, that's as simply as I can put it.
0: Well, like you just said, like you said earlier, like the universe points to you, like, are you supposed to do this or not? And I know for me at the time, it was no, because I was too fearful of... The if I no. didn't make it and 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 make it isn't even like I'm gonna be like say, you know, some giant Kevin Hart it was like, am I gonna be able to, like, have a house or a, or an apartment mm. that's decent? And it's like... a healthy fear,
2: dude. That's a totally healthy fear because I'm watching a lot of comics. I mean, it's, Mo, you know, it's gonna be a bloodbath the next ten years. I know. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm
0: saying? You're talking so. about from from COVID, like how this is affecting? No,
2: you know, a bloodbath in the sense. Well, that's that's obviously impacting. Uh, the business you know but just just not planning ahead and and not and just you know. oh i see i you mean want, like I russ know. how many guys do
1: we know that had deals and they would spend that money and and it was gone and, and, and no then, shorty. yeah and then it did not work out it just didn't work out there's no sure it, of the story yeah. yeah
0: you know what's interesting t- talking about it, russ it doesn't feel like you and maybe you know obviously with time and you, you get old or whatever, it doesn't sound like you, you said, Oh, Dave Chappelle had it, Kevin Hart. You just knew it. And it doesn't feel like you were competitive. I mean, maybe, you know, I'm not saying, I don't know, but it doesn't sound like you were overly competitive. It was more
2: competitive when I was younger, but it was more about like, I was very intense on trying on the material and very upset with myself. Uh, if I didn't Write every day and have new jokes
0: every night, wow. and that's, that's I mean, amazing. So, you're not I mean, compet, not a comparison person, are you not someone who goes,
2: not really? Unless the guy was giving me that energy, which there, there are some guys like that in the business, and it was okay, like, yeah. But I, I wouldn't say directly from me, I was like, it was more on myself, like, like I was so upset if I didn't have get new jokes going and trying them out, and yeah, I that that the competitiveness was from my own sense of
0: discipline and, and making myself work harder. But it so, sounds like you treat stand up as a true craft. That's
2: I did. Yeah, absolutely. For a long time, especially, especially in the, the, the beginning. Uh,
0: you so you're about 27, right? When you got I into was
2: 23, work. when I started
0: stand up, you were 20, you were 23 when you started 23. Oh, so you, while you were doing it at night while you were working during the day. Yeah, I see. Okay.
2: Yep. And then I left, uh, I left the accounting job and I took a sales job so I could be in the city and have a lot of free time during the day. Like, you know, I'm going on sales calls and I would go audition or whatever. And then ultimately I ended up a page at NBC, uh, which was an amazing, most amazing experience ever. That was great. So I was working on SNL and the Today Show and all these other things. Um, yeah, it was it was wonderful. So did you it, ever it, have a- you are, My life changed, but anyway, go ahead.
0: No, I was gonna say, did you have a fascination with, I mean, I, I've always had a fascination with SNL. I mean, it's so iconic. Yes, loved it as, since I was a child. So what did you get to see were you, if you were working on it? Were you working as a page with SNL?
2: Yeah, so when you're in the page program, which is a pain to get into, um, I finally got in. And uh, when you're in there, you, you get, there's assignments that are up that everybody applies for all the pages and you try to get these shows and, and they pick like two or three each cycle. And I applied for the S- SNL, um, I had to interview, got it. So when you're a page on SNL, you, you go down and get the guests. You take care of the guests. You're around the show. The whole, you see every little thing. Wow. You're getting lunch wow. for David Spade or whoever. Yeah. So it's really an intimate uh, view of wow. the show itself.
0: Did it make it, did it live up to what you, you know what I mean? Were you there going, yeah, this is magical or was it I mean, more like. Unbelievable. Amazing. Yeah. Wow.
2: I can't say enough about
1: that show. Still to this day, I think it's amazing.
0: Yeah,
2: agreed. agree. Uh, so that, was, that inspired a
1: you a lot more than, I guess, in a sense.
2: Yeah, totally. I loved yes. it. I loved that show. I was so obsessed with stand-up at that point that I kind of fell out, not out of love with it, but, like, was so obsessed with the stage and the mic thing. It's amazing. Like,
0: mm. So, so, so- yeah what i what I, so you're much more naturally a craftsman meaning like you weren't obsessed with the accoutrement you weren't like i want the big house i want the fame i want everyone to love me i'm going to show jenny from high school she was wrong about me it does not feel i found was there some of that or was it really like no this is a craft i wanted
2: both things i mean it was more more the craft i was really into that but also I, I would have loved to have made it
1: huge and stuffed it in some of my family members' faces. I would have loved it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> family, especially. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Please. No, no. I was just thinking at that time, too, who who did you really click with uh, as far as comics? Like, who were the guys you were?
2: Atel, Patrice. We, me and Patrice became good friends pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, because he was still fresh and he was still developing, too.
2: I love him yeah. coming. Yeah.
1: Now, Atel was a lot more ahead. That was much time. more. Yeah. Ahead. He was like yeah. this, this uh,
2: mythical legend already. Yeah, know? I don't know, right? He's been I mean, quite I the legend a long time. Yeah. yeah. So when I came, I was twenty-three. It was nineteen ninety-three. He was running this fucking town then.
1: I know. He was yeah. the man. Uh, and he's the he's best known for being the stand-up. I mean, that's that's yeah. his thing. Partly the goat. Right.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. And he <laughs> seems like <laughs> such a non-conformist in the ultimate sense like he is not someone who was ever fooled by the social norms of what you're supposed to have not to not to sound like a psychology class but you know what i mean like where this is what success is from from the outside this is what we're telling you you want similar people gravitate toward each other i look at who i became friends with it was mm-hmm. like trees
2: like uh, dave like these rebels that uh, saying fuck you to the industry that was out of line mm-hmm. Was definitely yeah. you would do that and and sacrifice
0: mm-hmm. rather
2: than than just be a, a pandering idiot at any cost. I mean, yeah, it, it yeah, I like that. You know? Yeah,
0: you yeah uh, like me. Like like here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I I I was young. I was we we're about the same age, I think. And I I uh, I wanted all the I wanted the shit at that time. I was very insecure. Uh, I, but I always wanted to be a rebel. I wanted to be like that. Fuck you. I'm doing what I do. If you like it, great. If you don't go fuck yourself. But I would say it and then be like, but then at the same time, like, really, where do you want me to stand? You know what I mean? Like, I would be like,
1: you (laughs)
2: know, love your honesty on that. And that's not, that's not entirely, there's no right or wrong or good or bad because we we all paid a price for that. All of our careers did not go as far as they should have because of these attitudes that we have. I'm telling you. So you got to be a little flexible.
0: You do have to be a little flexible, but you know what? There's something about owning who you are and having a voice. Well, I think but, it's unapologetic
1: too. It's, yeah. like a, it's like, hey, this is who I am. Um, because a lot of guys would say to David Tell, well, you should be in the movies. Why aren't you doing more of like this? He like, said, yeah. I'm not explaining myself. I like stand up. That's right. it. Uh, if, if it happens still happen, it happens. But it wasn't something that he had to. Sh- to talk to about, you, he had to explain uh, himself to anyone about, that's what I can appreciate about him, you know. Yeah, but yeah, it's think- him because he, like, if you
2: had to, like, get scientists in a laboratory to, to create the, the most unbelievable stand-up machine, it would be him. Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah. yeah and he's great at that, and that's it, and, and, you know, he really, I think about, you know, then we get into these debates sometimes, who's the greatest ever, and I, I thought of the greatest test would be if you had to pick who you the top five who you thought were the greatest. And the competition was every night you had to do brand new jokes. You couldn't repeat a joke for a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it would not even be close. It would, yeah. would not even be a close. <laughs> second. It would be embarrassing.
1: That's amazing. That's how
0: great he is. Yeah,
1: That's I mean, amazing. he he had arsenal, arsenal,
0: but right? But Russ, what about you? I mean, you sound like yeah. you're constantly writing, you're constantly, you know. But I, It's not the same for me anymore, unfortunately. I don't have the passion like I did, honestly. So, so that's yeah. what I was, that was actually what I wanted to get into. So how has your, what your goals are, what you expect out of it, um, what you expect out of your life changed or evolved?
2: I think it, comedy was so good to me, really. And it was so many great years and fun and a lot of passion. Uh, and then, if you just change, you don't. Mm-hmm. You're not as, I'm not as crazy passionate and love about it like I was, and that's just the change that I couldn't control. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still love it. Uh, am I willing to die for it like I was in my twenties? Absolutely not. Absolutely right. not. Yeah. And I have other interests in life, you know, that mm-hmm. I find amazing and stimulating and great. Right. Um, right. But you know, stand up. There's a lot of uh, difficult stand up can be such a pain in the ass in so many ways like if I could just wake up on
0: stage I would love it to death
2: <laughs> but all the others that goes with it, it's such an annoyance
0: do you mean um, travel and booking travel
2: people I hate even walking into the club I hate waiting for the show I hate I hate waiting between shows I hate being yeah all that
0: so okay. really a teleporter would, would work for you. Like that's my yeah, idea. I
2: get, knock me out and wake me up on the, <laughs> In a cage, like from a the crowd sitting there. Yeah, and yeah I, you just
0: wake up from the, yeah. from the dart in your neck and you mm-hmm. pull it out and you, you know start. Hear, like NFL players talk about it. Like they were so passionate and
2: crazy in
0: the beginning of their
2: careers. And then later they just love the game. They hate the practice. They hate the other stuff, but they love, they still love the game and the camaraderie, but the rest gets tiresome.
0: Was that a uh, a slow burn to where where you're saying that, or was there a crack? Yeah, a day where say- you're like, you know what, fuck it, I'm I'm not do I'm not feeling this way anymore about it.
2: I would say it slowly evolved into this. Okay, and I think more comics feel that than admit to because you kind of my personality anyway. I need to be progressing, you know. And once you kind of realize that this is probably where it's going to go and where it's going to be, I'm not going to be a movie star. I'll be a good comic. Uh, you have to kind of. Uh, have come to peace with that, and I don't have peace with that. <laughs> I don't. I still want to do big things in my life and pursue them. I can still do this
0: and do those yeah. things as well.
2: You know,
0: yes. I think that's incredibly helpful. I, though, I think that's uh, great. Yes. Yeah, because the other side of that then is uh, um, hanging on to something you can't control. But I think the way even to get it. I mean, you're not dead. I mean, this can still all happen for you. Right. Um, right. But it, it is Wouldn't even mean as much if it did now.
2: I mean that's really the way. You know, yeah. you know
0: that's why it could yes. happen more. I really believe that, by the way. Maybe. maybe. I really maybe. Well, well. The reason why is you look at opportunities for what they actually are, and yeah. you you judge them from a very different place than well maybe this is the one you know what I mean or any of that shit or yeah. some okay. agent going like you know I, I direct a lot of commercials and and um, uh, promos and stuff like that and someone offered me a movie and it was a piece of shit and I was like I'm not doing it I'm not making a piece of shit so I can go to a party and say yeah I yeah. directed a piece of shit. And it's like so much work and so much time. Mm -hmm. I knew this was going to be nothing. It might be on Netflix if you find it deep in the ether. uh, The the wiser. Yeah, it's like fuck it, you know. But but
1: you also, that comes with a price of, okay, your bank account is maybe okay. Uh, Maybe your mental is okay. But some comics are struggling, right? Yeah. And they are, they've been in this game and this is all they know. Yeah. where do you go if you get to a point where hey the industry may not want me anymore i have to do this i have to do that and i don't know how to do this i don't know how to do that i mean how do you take that transition right um unless you have another career or other things that you can develop in yourself i think that's a very difficult uh place to be in you know um, for a lot of comedians
2: right well, it's scary, but you gotta make the jump. You have to, and just see what happens.
0: So what do you do? Are there, are there other things you're pursuing? Are they career- yeah, I'm
2: involved, I can't get into deeply what it is, but I was involved, I'm involved in tech, in the tech world with some big time MIT engineers, you know? Oh, really? Yeah, so-, so That's was, why you're okay. You're fine. I, you, you're <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, was in, I mean, it's funny, how I, I think about life And if you just keep doing that, you keep taking chances and you're, you're, you jump into, it's like jumping into cold water and Mm -hmm. not worried about what, what's going to happen. So I look back at my life. I was an accountant. And then if somebody from the future came back while I was in college and said, Hey, you're going to be a comedian in New York city on a tonight job. I'd be like, what? How the fuck does that happen? And then at the height of my accounting or pardon me, my comedy career, if somebody came back to me and said, you're going to be in Japan presenting in front of, japanese executives this technology up there and i'm like oh my god how the hell did i get there and that's kind of like a
0: great thing about life if you just keep taking chances because this thing is so great man yeah no no, really i think that's amazing and i think it's also you know and, and you'll see this in comedians i've certainly experienced this where you wear the identity if you're a comedian for a long time i when i left comedy i wanted to be a director and i wore it like a brittle shell meaning like that was my identity and then when you realize no like you can pivot and move and you're more than just these bullshit labels right so you can be in japan doing something you can do stand-up you can do this you can do that and then you make the choices you want to make it's fucking freeing as fuck. Uh,
2: yeah well said buddy yeah Well said, and i appreciate the honesty i'm sure your listeners do too
0: yeah but- it's 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 tough man but it's it's so cool so like so stand-up's not over for you you're just making it a part of your arsenal i, I keep feel like i'm speaking for you i'm sorry oh, no, no no
2: no no i i love I, like for the longest time i've been doing it maybe one night during the ice food every night tons of shows obsessed Now it's really just the weekends you know pre-covid anyway um and then oftentimes I, I i was off in japan many trips to japan and europe uh so it, it was really i had a fun life going I was i was i was flying off to these places, and I would come back to the city, perform at the cellar, and then I'd be off again, you know, working on yeah. the other career. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes. And I, I love it. I love having both things.
1: Well, I so, mean, what there times too, you could probably, on the weekends, if you had enough club gigs, you could probably make about a thousand to something dollars, if you're hitting all the clubs on the weekend. Yeah. I, I, I know that was a time. You know, you do Danger
2: Fields, you do uh, this, you do. If I told you <laughs> my, the stress I would have, I would have six, seven, even up to eight shows each night, Friday and Saturday. Wow. And I'll tell you yeah. the level of depression. Uh, before, <laughs> there's just too many shows. You know what I'm saying? But you're just yeah. trying to make as much money as you can. And I'd be in that cab, knowing I'm late. You know that feeling when you're late, and <laughs> yeah. And then the next show after that's going to be late because you went over on it previous. It just that sucked, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I did all those things. All, <laughs> all those shows, and then like repeating
0: jokes by the end because you don't even know where you are in your set. Oh, you mean you did the joke twice? Like yeah, you did you, it, and then you're like, you know what <laughs> I hate? You're talking <laughs> about airports, and then 10 ahead, you're like, airports, <laughs> am I right?
1: Yeah, a six, seven show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> where you are? I've there's seen that before.
1: I've seen that before. You
0: know what I love about that, though? I haven't too many shows that you, You've done that, but you double um, down on the commitment to say time, I've seen a
1: comedian do it, do a joke <laughs> twice. And he's like, did well, I you, say that
0: twice?
2: Yeah, well, you know what the problem is? You know what's happening as
0: you're setting it up because you can see their face. <laughs> <yeah>, like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what you do though? You lean into it and you do it twice as hard. Yeah, yeah, so it's just like, <laughs> it's that good.
1: That's why and I'm it, telling you again.
2: And then you get nothing on a punchline that always gets something you're like, I just repeated
0: a joke. <laughs> yeah. Now you do, you do you you obviously uh, you riff a lot right with audiences you play Got with audiences yeah
2: you love that more as you as you get older I think because it's just more fun it's more spontaneous it's more refreshing and right. as you do longer and longer shows I'm like a real joke teller like I, I'm like joke joke and that you'll just numb the crowd so you have to get good at uh, crowd work and your jokes unless right. you're like a Bill Burr who can like really speak freely and be hilarious the whole way
1: yeah um, yeah.
2: But when you're a joke guy like me, like a tell, like some others, um, you gotta mix it up. You have to.
1: It's joke after joke. It's joke, joke. Yeah, because right. I, I so
0: the pacing even
1: the greatest,
2: is even the greatest joke tellers, you'll there'll they'll be a trance over the. Course. Yeah, you know
0: what? When an editorial, we talk about that where the hills and valleys, right? So you'll have something that say, even if it's awesome and it rides at like an eight, if it just yeah. stays that way all across, you kind of get like you just said, like numb to it, and you're like, okay, I, I get it. Right. And even if there's variation, you need to break that. You need to break that and then come back down and then go back up. And totally.
2: Yeah. That, no, there's an art to do in an hour
0: versus 10 minutes. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's changing gears, you know, really changing gears in a way that can keep an audience sustained. So what do you think about comedy today? Like comedy now, social media, how that's like, that, you know, what it, your, your social media's numbers are so important to like, especially the business, you know, we'll book you. How many followers do you have? Like all this shit seems to be coming up, I keep hearing. Um, well,
2: depressing to me because everything's so like, uh, like I miss the old days or even the days where it was like about the jokes. It was about uh, doing the material and like, hey, you hear this joke, these jokes this guy's doing? You hear the material? Like that was great to me when it was about your work and that's it. And now it's like, yeah, like you said, like your followers and how you're, you gotta keep, I remember, I forget who I was with, uh, another comic and he had an assistant a, a young assistant who was helping him with his social media stuff and she was like you just got to keep posting doesn't matter if it's funny or not you just got to keep post 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 and i was like "Ugh, that's, <laughs> that's, horrible. And, that's and if that's the state of
0: what it is today then i i just can't do it you, I don't, you know what man I, I wish i could reach through this camera and hug you uh, <laughs> i know I, I i saw that this need like everyone's like you got to be on social and it's just this screaming look at me look. Uh, there's such natural desperation to it that i did try it i was like okay and then um, i turned to my wife i'm like i can't fucking do this yeah, it's not yeah. it's it's too depressing it's too like desperate and over here over here and everybody's doing it and the other thing i've realized is everybody's a fucking comedian now i yeah. remember when we started you'd be oh, like i'm a comic yeah, and everyone used to say, how do you get up there? That's amazing. Now it's like, oh yeah, no, I did that. Like yeah. everybody's like, oh yeah, no, I did it for a while. Like everybody's a fucking comedian. I think it's out of YouTube. Well, they, and, and I think
1: it's, it's sometimes when I hear guys say, well, hey, can you hook me up and get me up somewhere? And I'm like, dude, you, you're not a comic, but I, I, I think I can be funny right I, I, no you can't it's not that easy I, and i and not that we are making it hard but it's not that easy
0: you know right even beyond that just just for the what it's doing to people in a sense of look at me post 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 and you have people who mm. are their own stars in their own world it's very much the truman show come to life right yeah. like it's very much yeah. like everyone's in their own movie and i think well i want to be famous above all these people filming themselves yeah the show business has sort of changed that's why I, if you can do it in a way, kind of like how I think you're doing it, Russ, where you're like, I've got this other stuff going uh, in Japan where I'm making like bukkake films or whatever. Um, <laughs> I wish I could ride that straight and just keep.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm available. Come on.
0: No, that's Christ. not, none of that is true. None of that is true. And Russ, we'll take that out if you want. We'll take that out. You no, but I think if you can not be so reliant on it and it can be something you can still do and hopefully make inroads in. And I understand too, after a while it gets... Thin. meaning like you, I've done it like you've done it five thousand like you need something new within comedy you need to go yeah. to another level you need something else I mean I don't know if that's how you're, you're
2: going to pay attention to the younger guys I mean it, that's just the way it is I mean, you have to yeah. accept Yeah, you're in a business that youth is is really important and a new guy coming up and I had it when I was coming up so I can't get mad at it mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. you have to accept that and, and they're going to get the priority no doubt about it I mean you well, know, you know what this business
0: is you yeah. have you have certain things or you don't, and you have to accept that. It's, an, it's, it's like we were talking about, though, <laughs> like not having anything else. You know, you're 49, you're 50, you're living in a studio apartment just like you were coming out of college, and you're fucking pissed, and you're owed it. The, the, the thing I find a lot, not just in comics, but in general in our business, is I was owed it. Like, I put my dues in. They fucked me. Like, someone fucked me. It wasn't like it just didn't happen or I did it to myself. It's like I got fucked. And so, yeah, you're mad when you see like a 21 year old who's kind of a moron, who doesn't really know what they're doing, but everyone seems to like them because <clears throat> you, you know, because you look like
1: champions. No, that's friend. that's
0: how it works, dude. It's like you know, yeah. great greatness announces itself
2: early and loudly. All the greats yeah. had success right away. Even if you look at sports, Tiger Woods, everybody. It's loud and early, and that's it. And that's life. And accept it.
0: Yeah, I mean, there are there. There's exceptions. There's, There's exceptions, there are yeah, and there are late, yeah, and they're late bloomers. Some I mean, we many, like even people
2: that make like Louis jokes about. You know, I've been in. I think he did an SNL monologue. have yeah, been in comedy for thirty years. Three of them were good, and it was a big laugh. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> no, funny. I know. I remember that. It is funny. I'm gonna I'm gonna take issue with that because Louis was great right away. He had tons of shit right away. Young comedian special, Letterman's writing jobs, everything. So yeah, he. We, I know.
0: I, I, dude, I heard of being interviewed and he's like, it took me 30, 30 years. The guy wrote for the Dana Carvey show. He was like a major it writer on Letterman. You really no theory and premise is that you, you get it right away and that's it. But his his road was pretty sweet. I mean, yeah. he wrote for the Chris Rock show and- And I
2: bet if you, if you really dissect uh, and examine every story like that, it's all the same, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the thing, man. I mean, there's so much about being able to pivot, you know, being yeah. able to not hang on so tight. The, the biggest lesson, there's a life lesson, not really about comedy, but I think pertains to it, is it's so fucking hard just to let go, just to let shit go.
1: Very hard.
2: Fucking let Very it hard. go.
0: Yeah. You know? But
2: when but you know think it, it is. doesn't mean having to fully let go. You could still, like, at some point, you got to respect math, dude. It's like, like yeah. the odds got to go down like this after 15 years of doing it. But, you yeah. Know, of, of right. you, you know, so just accept that. And, you know, right. another thing I really want to just really make a point of is that, like, the reason that it's great. Is because no one can have it. So few can have it. So by definition, what you're going for, like, why is a half an hour comedy special on, say, Comedy Central not a big deal? Even though it takes years to be able to do that, amazing amount of risk and effort, why is it not a big deal? Because so many people get them. Now, why is it if Brad Pitt walked in the room, the fucking place would stop? Because no one, qualified people cannot have it.
0: Mm. They're really and smart. That's yeah, that's, that's a
2: great point. That's a major part of great the equation point. of why it's great. And people you're Absolutely right. That. You should these comics should not beat themselves up. It's it's such a lucky thing to get that, and you're very qualified, okay. and you've done all you can. Don't beat yourself up. That's a
0: good this point. It I,
1: I never thought about. I it. know, yeah.
0: but you know, it's hard yeah. because you're the one. You know what I mean? You're special. Not I mean you. I just mean like that's the thing. Yeah, but I'm, I'm 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 different. Right. I'm I'm supposed to be great. That's and I hate that we're fed that. Like we, this doesn't come out of nothing. Oh, right.
2: Critical part of the equation of why it's great. Yeah. Right.
0: I, yeah. It, it's also looking at it like, you know, you could say, um, you know, oh, if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen when you're young, a hundred percent. I think that that's most of the time because you're right. Everyone's looking for the next shiny object. Yeah. Again, I come, when I say letting go too, to go back to that for a second, I don't mean letting go as in let it go as in like it never happened. I mean, just don't hang on so tight. Like more metaphorically, like just do it. Yeah. But, but what other options? The, the, the number of times, this is more recently for me, where I've been in really tricky situations business-wise or whatever. And if I go, normally I think an, a me earlier, younger, not even that much younger I would have gone, oh, fuck it, I guess that's that. But instead going, well, wait a minute, what could we do here? Could we mm-hmm. go left? Could we go right? Could we go down here? Could we go that? And you find these answers. You're like, oh, it's not exactly what I set out to do, but it's fucking cool. And it's taking me in a new direction. Great, right, Mike. And it's interesting. Yeah. Cause like you coming from an accounting background, whether you know it or not, it puts you in a different echelon than most comedians. Cause you know, coming up <laughs> as a comedian myself, it's like, oh, I'm an artist. Like you want to wear the beret. Like I'll have the money. People worry about that. I'm an artist. And it's the really? worst fucking advice on the planet. Yeah. Like, I want to slap someone and go, well, then great. Get ready to get fucked over and have fun yeah. doing it. Um, I, that's such a
2: great point with athletes, with people with people in general. I, yeah. I, I could do a whole other podcast with you guys about finance. You wouldn't believe what's going on. <laughs> in 401ks and legal things
0: that are happening. So where are, you, where are you right now? Where are you based out of? Are you still New in New York? New York City. You're still in New York. It. Yep. Are you going to stay? I mean, it sounds like you are someone who could like move out, move out of New York and it wouldn't really affect your life too much if you wanted to. No, no. Would you ever leave or you still love New York?
2: Well, there was, I almost, there was discussions about me living part of the year in Japan. Uh, wow.
1: But that, Tokyo? Never,
0: where, where in Japan? Tokyo. Tokyo, cool.
1: Which I would have oh, done. Man. You know, I, I want to go there. I love Yeah, it, there man. you
2: go, Mom. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> like Tokyo. Done.
0: I've been to Tokyo a couple of times. I can't tell you how refreshing it is to see that you're also someone who's so business minded about comedy, but not about just about everything, but even yeah. your, even the way you view comedy feels so in your own career, sounds so healthy, I'll say. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, well, it doesn't feel like it, it you don't wake up in the middle of the night going, I wish on a star that it'll all, you're just sort of like, yeah, man, this is fucking what it is. And like, I'm doing other shit and like, that is harder to get to that place i mean maybe not for you but for a lot of people it's torturous to get there and some get there too late and some not at all so it's I think a lot of
2: life you know i mean you, ultimately you got to look at the world for what it is not what you want it to be
0: right yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you—you never, because you never, never really—you didn't really get big on social media. Like you didn't push yourself. You never wanted to do it. Huh? It's funny you say that because I
2: remember Dane Cook was coming up, and he was kind of the pioneer of yeah. all that. Yes,
1: yeah,
0: and I was
2: so obsessed yes. with writing jokes for hours. A day. I, it's just who I was, you know. And and I remember, I got to start doing. I got to start doing some of that, you know. And I would sit down and start trying to do that, like that. So and I would ultimately break down and just start writing jokes again. So I just never had it in me.
1: Dane Cook really mastered that. He was Master. one of the first to do it. Yeah,
0: yeah, but I remember at the time people going sell out, hack, what a yeah. joke. And now everyone's like wee and they're doing the same. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, but he they- sold out millions of Oh millions my god. Of shit but you know,
2: me, Dane Cook, I mean, he is a br- he's a great performer, man. People like like the shit on him. Now, obviously, he there's stories of him stealing jokes. I don't know what he was. I, I don't really know. These are all like uh, rumors that I hear about him yeah. sabotaging his own career. But he was not in it. He was. He was great. No doubt. He was a high octane guy. Oh my yeah. god! He he, I remember seeing. He came down. He was one of those guys. He came down to the Boston in our early years, and I was like, "Wow, wow!" Yeah. He knocked the fucking back of the wall down. Like yeah. they. He almost got a standing O, dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, you,
2: I mean, anybody that can do that, can kill like that, you got to give respect to. Another one who could have had it all. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I, I heard a great interview with him. Um, I don't know whose pod... It was like a podcast interview, but he was talking about how his brother stole all his money. I mean, that guy's been through some shit. Okay, so, yeah. so, it might be a little about what we're talking about, which is like, he fucking had enough. I mean, I don't know. I don't know him at all. But maybe it's just like, you don't have that fight anymore. And there's nothing wrong with not having that fight anymore. Life's not about like hustling to get fucking the world to love you, you know, at every corner, you know, every turn. It's like, no, I'm gonna do something else. Like hopefully it's the same thing. Russ is saying, man,
1: being able to learn how to manage your money or being interested in it and yeah. not just handing it over. Now a little bit. About Dane? Dane's brother took $10 million, dude. Yeah. $10 million.
0: But like, think what that would do to you. He's your manager. He's your brother someone steals like that from you and then you got to go back on the road to try and earn it back uh, it doesn't make this business look like this fantasy you uh, wake up in cow. a body
1: bag i'm sorry yeah, let me tell you this i'm not stealing mo's money i know that
0: I would, i'm not gonna try and get mo's money that's for sure that's
2: think about every day for the rest of your life
1: yeah
0: you yeah will. every day and it's drain yeah. and it's draining yeah. and it's sad and it's like you know we all have this you Know fairy tale of what it really is. I think a fairy tale of what this is going to be like when you get in this business. It's going to be exciting, it's even at the height mm. of it. Even Everybody
2: has troubles in life, and if you look at anyone's highlight reel, it
1: looks amazing, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, right, brother. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. That's right. True. And, and
0: not that it's like I'm it's also not saying that to be like uh sour grapes, where you're like, oh, well, it's just it's not that good anyway, it, it, it's more like we're fed this bullshit, like you're talking about the highlight reel, that this is what oh, they did and they wake up every day and they can't believe they're alive. And, and then you just see the shit that some people have to go through. And you're like, I don't know if I'd trade places, man. That's yeah, you, you, and, you look at Anthony Bourdain, who had a better fucking job shit. than him? Right. I used to say that all wow. and he was kind of a rebel, like he didn't give a wow. shit. He's smoking, he's doing his one on camera. I thought this guy knows who he is. This guy, and Mike, that. That. there's there's no work like there's no lines to, to remember and you gotta you gotta
1: it was his job. It was you his show
0: up and eat, dude. Show up and eat. Travel, to travel. Thailand and go to the and best travel. food in Thailand and people, all over
1: the world.
2: And you're a celebrity.
0: It's like, the, and, and again, the guy was in hell and that's it. Yeah. I, I always like to come around to what are we really being sold? Like I just sold my house, right? And I like to think we were pretty minimalist, me and my wife. Just, mm-hmm. this just the two of us. The amount of shit we pulled out of our house. Amazing. I was like, I'm a consumer. I am a yeah. number. I am a data point <laughs> to fucking Google and and Amazon. Like the amount, it was like a fucking clown car of garbage. Like just, I couldn't believe how much crap I've just Incredible. bought and used, and it's nothing. And I'm storing it now, I'm storing it. can't let I mean, go. <laughs> you gotta let go, man. It's fucking a nightmare. No.
1: Anyway. Russ, I love you, man. Love you, Thank brother. You. Thank,
0: Thank you, guys. brother. Thanks so much for doing this, man. It was awesome. It a pleasure, guys. Okay, Mo, let them know how they can support us.
1: Make sure to subscribe to Comedy Anatomy and give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Comedy Anatomy and on Twitter at Comedy underscore Anatomy.